Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Good Place. Discussing season four, episode ten, titled You've Changed, Man. Alright. Here we are. This is the moment. Uh the big reformation of the afterlife. We are finally taking all of our observations uh about how the afterlife is, and we're finally using that to just change the whole damn system. The entire show has been leading up to this, and it is great. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal payoff in so many ways. It brilliantly brings so many elements, uh, so many plot threads, so many character arcs, so many moralistic questions this show has been tackling, uh... Back to the forefront, brilliantly closes the narrative loops on that, uh, and it's so so good. It's such a satisfying episode. Uh, so this episode starts off, and we got the judge uh, going into Janet's voids and marbleizing them left and right, trying to find her little clicker thingy. Uh, our Janet keeps trying to uh, convince the judge not to erase the Earth unsuccessfully. Uh, the judge keeps going about her business, marbleizing Janets, marbleizing Janets, marbleizing Janets. Uh, so while this is happening, uh, we have uh, the humans and Michael trying to figure out a new way the afterlife uh, can work under the guidance of a very different cheaty. Uh, this ultimate 800 plus versions of himself all in one body cheaty. Where he just remembers everything. And he's a lot more confident now. He's a lot more self-assured. A lot more decisive. A lot happier. A lot more into roller skating for some reason. A lot hornier. <laughs> like, almost instantly, Chidi is just like, Hey, Eleanor, I love you. You want to get out of here? <laughs> and Eleanor's into it. Like, Eleanor is very, very into it. Uh, but, yeah, there's that. We have this new, confident, uh, vastly improved Chidi. And he's now using his philosophical knowledge to help sort of address the issues with the afterlife. So immediately, we make the observation that the big problem with the afterlife is the cruelty of the punishment does not match the shortcomings of people on Earth. Uh, unless you live an exemplary life, like million-point life, you immediately just get damned to hell 
for all eternity. Uh, you immediately get tortured for your entire existence, for the entirety of the universe, and you have no recourse. You have no way uh, to challenge that. It's just final. And so there needs to be a middle ground. Uh, and we actually come up with the, hey, Eleanor's been saying this entire time, there should be a medium place, there should be a medium place, there should be a medium place. Let's create that medium place. Let's build uh, an entire third option in the style of Mindy St. Clair's house. Uh, if you have negative points, go to hell. If you have million plus points, go up to the good place. Uh, but you're if, it, if you're in that middle ground, zero to a million, like, just stay in that medium place. Have their own Mindy St. Clair's houses. So, and, and this solution is not great, it's not perfect, but it's the best thing they have. So, uh, they go to the good place people and they're like, yeah, we love any plan you come up with. And then we go to Sean. And Sean's like, huh. This is actually a completely reasonable proposal that makes perfect sense. Nah. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not going to let you win. Uh, I'd rather see all of Earth erased from existence than see you win. I'd rather see all of Earth erased from existence than see you uh, succeed uh, I'm going to burn everything down uh, so I can watch you fail. So Sean's just, basically Sean's got full, gone full libertarian. <laughs> Everything's not perfect. Burn it down immediately. <laughs> that's where, uh, that's where Sean's gone. And the judge will not even hear. Uh, Michael's proposal will not even hear uh, the idea of a reformed afterlife unless Sean also signs off on it. So they need to convince Sean, but they can't. So then they're like, okay, this plan's a bust. Sean's not going for it. Let's do a new plan. Let's create the perfect plan. Uh, screw this medium place thing. Screw this middle ground. Let's just completely revise everything. Let's completely shake up the foundation because why the hell not? Who even cares at this point? We got 10 minutes about we we might as well just shoot for the fences. Miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So, they do that. They come up with this plan and then right as we're down to the last Janet uh, we're down to just our Janet. Our Janet's the only Janet left standing. And so the judge goes into her. And they manage to trick her into uh, entering into a little room in Janet's void. Where they have a blackboard set up. And they're uh, talking to her. And they can present their case. Uh, so they have the judge cornered. Uh, I love how they're able to convince the judge to hear their case by conjuring Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> and Timothy Oliphant's just there. 
Janet makes a Timothy Oliphant. And he can just uh, go around and is like, hey, judge, I think you should uh, hear these guys out. And the judge is uh, so horny for Timothy Oliphant. She's just like, okay, I'll stay. Uh, And then she also brings in Sean, who also hears his presentation. So, here is a revised version of The Afterlife. So, the big problem with The Afterlife is not just the cruelty, but also that it is final. There is no opportunity for anyone, anyone at all, to get better. To improve. There are no second chances. This plan will fix that. So, instead of Earth being a time where you're judged for all of eternity, for every second. uh, Instead of Earth being the thing you're judged on, the thing your entire worth is based on. It'll essentially be preparation. It'll essentially be a class in moral ethics. Everything on Earth will be the same. You live your life. You do some good things. You do some bad things. And yes, point values are assigned to everything you do. But, rather than that being the ultimate measure of someone's worth, it is instead used as a baseline for the test that occurs... When you die, when you get to the afterlife. So when you get to the afterlife, a good place architect and a bad place architect working together will design a scenario for you. uh, Attuned specifically uh, to address your specific moral failings. Your specific moral shortcomings. Maybe it'll be you're in the afterlife and you're told you're in the good place, but you know you don't belong. Uh, Maybe it's mirroring your life on Earth. Maybe it's a twisted version of your life on Earth. But somehow, in some way, we have a test being designed for a specific person to address their specific moral flaws. And they conduct this test. They conduct this scenario. And at the end, the good place architect and the bad place architect, they sit down with the person and say, hey, here's how good or bad you did. Here's everything you did right. Here's everything you did wrong. And then... You get rebooted with a vague memory of the evaluation, a vague memory of being told what you did right and wrong, with a vague memory of what you should be doing moralistically. And you get rebooted again and again and again and again and again. And eventually, the idea is eventually you will be able to get good enough. You will able you will be able to be good enough to say, hey... You've improved immensely. You've done perfectly well. You are ready to be in the good place. You have become the best version of yourself. And you can go on to heaven. You can go on to paradise. We have nothing left to teach you moralistically. Uh, While this is happening, obviously this all takes place in the bad place. 
and demons will be playing roles in these specific experiments. They won't be torturing people, uh, but they will have parts to play. And that's it. That's the test. That's how the new afterlife works. And we already have proof that this works. We already have proof that it can help. Uh, We have Chidi, who just had 800 different versions of himself slammed into one body. And he is so much better for it. He is so much better than any of those previous Chidi's and any of those previous iterations. Jason improved, Tahani improved, Eleanor improved, everyone improved over those 800 different afterlives. Uh, even Janet. With every reboot, she got a little bit better. With every reboot, she got a little bit better. Uh, she got more powerful. Uh, at one point, she was a conscienceless drone, essentially. And now, she is capable of complex emotions. She can hold four humans inside her void. Uh, she can conjure Timothy Oliphant. Like, everyone can get better over time. It is possible. And yeah, some people are gonna need more attempts than others. Uh, some it might be a one and done. Some it might be infinity. But at least... Everyone gets a chance. At least everyone gets an opportunity to prove themselves. And if they don't, well, guess what? The bad place gets to keep torturing them (laughs) with these scenarios. So. We got this presentation. They nailed it. The judge is convinced. But she needs Sean's approval. Or else she's just going to erase the earth. And Sean just goes, nah, not doing it. And eventually, the judge is like, okay, well, I guess I gotta go get the clicker thingy and end the world. And then Michael's like, okay, wait a minute. I think I know what's happening here. Uh, Sean's toying toying with us, which gives me hope that what I'm thinking is going to work. And Michael goes to Sean and is like, alright, yeah, you won. You failed. Uh, Or we failed, rather. Everything's gonna end. Alright, deliver that bad guy speech now that you've been talking about. And Sean's like, wait, wait, you're not gonna, you're not gonna fight? You're not, you don't have any other ideas? You always have other ideas. What the hell? Like, what, what are you, what are you doing? Michael's like, no, we, we got nothing. That was our last idea. And Michael's like, hey, what's the matter? What, what's the matter here, Sean? And Sean just admits that fighting Michael was the most fun he's ever had. He admits that he was bored just torturing people day in and day out. He was bored with the inner uh, machinations of the bad place. He was bored with how things were going. And then Michael turned traitor, started coming in with his new ideas. Sean fought him, and he had fun again. And he doesn't want that to end and Michael then appeals to this and it's like hey one way or another this is ending but we don't have to go back to the way things were and we don't have to have everything 
reset either. Like, here's a new thing. We can try this new thing. We can go in this new direction. Uh, You wouldn't have said yes to my initial neighborhood idea all those baramies ago if you didn't at the very least think on a base level that things weren't working. And so Sean then goes to the judge and is like, hey, I agree. Let's do this new afterlife. And so, okay, the judge is on board. Uh, We're no longer ending the Earth. Now we're doing this new afterlife. And then they're like, okay, what do we do first? And then they all turn to tea and it'll just like, and don't look at me, I'm the I'm the idea guy. And so Chi's done his part. Now it's everyone else's problem, and that's where the episode ends. So uh yeah. We got a new afterlife. We have everything sort of figured out. And now uh we got three episodes left. We got three episodes uh to sort of navigate this new existence that uh has been carved out for everything. Which, it's interesting. So, the last three episodes of this show, the weird thing about it is, I feel like from this point on, every single passing episode, if they wanted to, could have been the finale. Uh, I feel like that's very much the case. With a lot of this. But they do keep going, and there's a next episode, and a next episode, and a next episode. Uh, There's very much a Return of the King-type quality with this season, where they have, like, 50 bajillion endings. But every single ending, every single quote-unquote finale, sort of adds something new. And I think, uh, I wouldn't cut out any of these last three episodes. I think these last three episodes are great, but it's just, like, it's strange. Every single episode of this back third... Of the season. Could have been the finale if they wanted it to be. Just like the last. 17 scenes. Of Return of the King. All could have been the end if they wanted it to be. But they kept going. And each passing scene. Each passing ending. uh, Did kind of add to the story a bit. Man now I want to watch Return of the King again. That was a great movie. Anyway. I digress. Three episodes left. It's a whole thing. We'll get into it. It's great. Uh, anyway, if you like this, favorite podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468. And support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that's not work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 11. Talk to you then.